welcome to the on-premise IT podcast from Gestalt IT, the only show that dares to be both on topic or on premise, and sometimes, like today, on-premises, on location here at VMware Explore in San Francisco. Each time we meet, we bring together a group of IT luminaries to discuss a single premise. And today's premise is, it's the end of VM world as we know it. Do you feel fine? Before we get to that, let's meet who's on the panel today. Hi, I'm Brian Knudsen. I do cloud stuff and some security stuff mixed in there as well. Um, out in the community for many, many years doing things like VM Underground and VMUGS. And you can find me on the internet around Twitter mostly at B. Knudsen. I'm Gina Rosenthal, and I've been around the community for a long time, too. I do product marketing and have done that and community for a very long time. Um, you can find me around the internet on Twitter mostly at GMINKSGBinks. I'm Alistair Cook, and I'm the new kid on the block in this community. I've only been doing VMware community for 11 years with the vBrownBag crew. Uh, so I met both of these people at my first VMworld. You can find me, uh, content through vbrownbag.com, also on Twitter as at DemitasNZ. And I'm Stephen Foskett, organizer of Tech Field Day and publisher of Gestalt IT. And you can find me at sfoskett on most social media networks. And, of course, like these folks, you could find me at VMworld for years and years and years. And VMworld, uh, somebody said today, has the unique uh, distinction of being sort of the, I don't know, the epicenter of the non-developer IT space. And, you know, basically everyone came, everyone was here every year. Now, obviously the pandemic had a, something to say about that the last couple of years, and we didn't have VMworld. And now we're back, and we don't have VMworld again. Uh, we have VMware Explore, which is, I think, intended to be something different. And I guess the question on everybody's minds is, does that mean that the last VMware was in 2019? Is VMware done? Is our VM world, I'm sorry, is VM world done? Um, what do you think? Gina, why don't you kick us off? I'll just say what I think, like I always do. <laughs> <laughs> no filter. Um, yeah, well, there's a filter, <laughs> believe it or not. I think, um, I think it is. I think when VMware is acquired by Broadcom, and that's really the underlying thing of all this. That's what's gonna make everything change. Broadcom has a, a history for making acquisitions and squeezing the value out of the acquisitions. And there's so much value inside of VMware. But I think what we saw as VMworld was the last in-person one, 2019. I don't think there will be another um, another ops conference like VMworld. So the big question mark is like, what's going to happen? What's, what's going to fill that gap? Yeah, I, I would tend to agree that um, what we had at VMworld is over. I think that's starting to prove out. I mean, at the time we're recording this, it's too soon to truly tell because the conference hasn't technically started yet. But um, just the feel coming into it, the way VMware's marketing it, you know, they're they're not focused on infrastructure as much this time around. They're not as focused on the, I want to get in and learn as much about VMware products from a technical perspective as it used to be. Um, so I think there's a distinct choice by VMware to start moving away from what most interested us in coming in the first place, which was the technical conversations in the community. And I think they're purposely trying to adjust that 
um, for better or worse. You know, they've, they've got a vision on who they want to talk to. Um, you know, the pandemic has changed conferences considerably. Um, you know, VMware, VMworld was feeling less the center of the universe in 2019 anyway. Um, so like many things, the pandemic kind of put a spike in a lot of a lot of things and made people reassess what they were doing. And then the whole Broadcom thing, like you said, is is going to affect it as well. So I think there's um, an unfortunate kind of perfect storm of things coming at it that are really going to change what we used to think it was. I think one of the things to recognize is that the purpose of VMworld has always been as a sales conference. So the majority of people who attended VMworld in the past had never been to a VMworld previously. Mm -hmm. And so what we as the community got out of VMworld was very different from what the purpose of the conference was. And what I see is that the Broadcom acquisition is at risk of saying that thing that, that we got is of no value and that they're going to move away from that trying to find new sales because they've said they're going to farm the existing. Mm -hmm. But Broadcom is a bigger company. There is a possibility that Broadcom will choose to use VMworld as more of the gathering place for all of its software components. And my understanding is there's been some discussion that, that VM, VMware is going to be the brand for the software components of, of Broadcom. Now, my concern is that that means that it will take over the reputation that CA had before Broadcom acquired them, and it'll be the place that great software goes to die. I hope that doesn't come true, because uh, I, if that happens, then we do lose VMworld. And of course, we ride on the back of VMworld rather than being the purpose of VMworld, but it has been an absolutely awesome thing to be able to come together with friends. And I have so much missed so many of my friends and community. It feels so nice to be back here in person. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I hope it's not going to be the end, but uh, I'll certainly be in Barcelona if uh, people are going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. And I think that that's the key right there, Al, is that VMworld was never about us. VMworld was always about VMware. Mm. Mm. We made it about us we because we were here. Yeah. And we enjoyed it. We loved it, I would say. I mean, it was, it was the most important conference in the tech universe, especially in terms of the IT architect, IT operations world. And, and, and that was because of what we did to it. So I guess if, if things are changing, and things are changing, I mean, obviously that's life, right? That's how life goes. Things change, and the pandemic changed a lot about conferences, and Broadcom is changing a lot about VMware. And, you know, VMware Explorer is changing a lot about VMworld already then you know i guess what happens next for those of us in the industry who were getting something different out of vm world how do we adapt to this new world so i i want to kind of just go on the record of saying a little bit different than what y'all are saying because even inside vmware and i was there for four years um part of this was educational to customers yes and prospects yes but the educational portion from the vmware bu's was really, really important. And coming from that technical education background, that is a sales tool. So the, the, I think the community is a little different because we were a, we're getting away from the messaging and we're gonna talk about it how it really is and talk about <laughs> what people really need to know. But I do think um, that VMware really depended on the education and they were so inspired by the community. I mean, any marketer you would talk to inside of VMware was so inspired by the community and how active and how passionate everybody was about the products. And I think that's maybe what I'm a little sad about is not seeing any of that passion coming for, 
from the the core products. Um, and I forgot what you asked, but I wanted to compare it to <laughs> I wanted to compare it to Sun. Right? Like I was at the end of Sun. Was this like what happened when the Sun conferences stopped happening? Do you think? You know, when the sun sets. Uh, I had to say it. Oh, say it. <laughs> but I but I do suspect that, that there there were things like this in the past that had a similar feel and that they went. And I think that that's, you know, back to the my my thing and, and is I see that that's kind of the direction that it's inevitable. You know, things are going to change. Conferences are going to change. Where people go are going to change. And, and yeah, I don't want to sound so cynical about it. You're right. I know that VMware valued the community. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that the moment I walked into VMworld and they had pictures of community members up on giant banners all around the Moscone Center to, to, to thank them for the contributions they made. I, I mean, that's obvious that they cared about that. But community doesn't pay the bills for a giant conference at a San Francisco Convention Center. Um, and so, you know, I think that we always, I think we're a little bit aware of the fact that this was, that there was other things happening here. And I guess my, my so my, my question was simply, you know, what can we do next and, and how do we adapt to this change? Yeah, I've had several groups of people discussing, okay, so if we're not all going to VMworld anymore, where are we all gonna go to hang out? And it's very clear with any group of people that you know, we all came together around this one technology, but all of our careers, the companies we work for, the, the things that interest us have started to diverge from that. So, you know, some are going into Kubernetes, some are going more into the cloud space, and, and whether that be VMware-based clouds or AWS or Azure or whatever cloud it might be, you know, there's, there's subspecialties within those. So two people going to the cloud aren't necessarily going to be going to the same conferences at that point. So... I honestly, I don't think there is going to be a place that's going to be more fragmented than what we've been used to the last 20 years with VMware. Um, you know, we're going to find there's going to be an AWS community that's going to be smaller and it's going to be much more diverse than I think the VMware community has been. And there's going to be Microsoft community and again, very diverse because there's a lot of different products there. Um, and those, those conferences are going to be very different to, than what we're used to because there is that diversity does make it harder to come together the way we have with VMware, I think. Well, one thing I think is, you know, we already, if we're in this digital transformation, late stage digital transformation is what I'm calling it. It is inevitable that this was going to happen and the hypervisor becomes just, a, it's a key component of any infrastructure now, right? No matter where it's lying. And this is what I guess happened back in, when the x86 days happened and the storage companies started coming out and switching started coming out with their own things and it wasn't all confined to a server. But then you got these fragmented EMC world. Mm -hmm. It used to be Interop. Interop was the big, yes. big place until VMware got really, really big. So I think it's gonna be the same way. I think everything will be fragmented like you said, but there's got to be a big place we all, we all connect. And that, you know, and the other thing is, is like some of us, I'm trying to think about what does retirement look like? I'm ready, right? I think there's a lot of us after 20 years and more in the, in the industry, we're ready. So where are the new people that want to do ops? How do we make ops cool when we know that it really isn't? You just have to be really cool to know that it really is. <laughs> so how do we get the younger people interested in being an operator when all the attention is being paid to the developers? How do we do that? And I think we should think about that. We should think about how do we stay connected 
until the next interop slash VMworld, whatever comes out and emerges as the leader. And how will we know? I guess, I guess we'll know because it'll just happen, right? I guess then the question is, is there something that the people, so again, this, this podcast is all about basically people like us. I mean, the IT practitioners, IT operations folks, you know, people who use VMware, you know, people who are involved in this. Um, w right now, basically, what's the prognosis? What's the, what, what do we tell those people? Is, um, is this the end of VMworld? And what comes next for them? I think one of the things we've seen in, in the commentary is diversity of where people are going to gather. So VMworld, VMware Explore is the single place where we all, you know, the gathering of the tribe is, is probably going to pass. It certainly feels much smaller this year. Um, but as, as John Troyer learned long ago, this is an, an in-person community that stays in, in contact online. And so these in-person gatherings are very important. Is it then time for us to, to do the long discussed in-person V Brown Bag conference or the, the Tech Field Day conference or Gestalt IT conference? Uh, how can we get employers to fund people to, our people to come to these things? Because that's, that's one of the key things. The reason this community came out was that our employers would fund us to come to this event. There's got to be an event that shows enough value to our employers, not just to us. It's got to be some measurable value for our employers. And that's the hill that we need to climb over if we want to make this independent of a particular vendor. I totally agree. I agree with that. And that's one of the things I've started to work on with marketers. I always did this internally at big companies. But I think um, one of the, the challenges I also see is you've got everybody, even infrastructure vendors, trying to market to the developers. They need to refocus, recircle, and concentrate on people like us, ops people. This is the target audience. And how do you teach marketers? You know, if we're confused by everything that's out there that we start letting it fly over our heads, how do you help a marketer that is charged with trying to turn the big corner of digital transformation with a very legacy product, talk about Things so that they're cool to a to a population that everybody's just given up on because they think the developers can handle it, which we all know is a lie. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think having a space where, you know, we're not only, I think there's a lot we've learned in 20 years. We've learned how to be more inclusive. We've learned how to try to bring more people in. How do we bring the newer people to technology into the ops space? How do we help the marketers get over the hill as well to see, okay, it is important to have an ops-focused audience when I have an op-focused product. So how do we help them? So that's one place I, I would like to concentrate on as well in the same parallel fashion. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, the, the thing that I would put in people's head is, you know, it's, it's kind of like we're all graduating high school. Like we've been together for all this time and we've only really kind of known this one thing together. I come from a small town where most people I graduated with had been there most of our lives. And now we're all going, we're gonna go all different different places and we're gonna create new communities and new friendship groups. And you know, as, as you get out of college, then you have different groups and you go to different jobs, you end up with different groups and you're constantly kind of just morphing between these different groups. We're kind of starting that phase of life, I think, until maybe hopefully someday something brings the whole, the whole thing back together. But um, you know, we have to be now intentional, to your point, Alistair, about coming back together. If we really want to 
be together and, and continue to have this this magic that we've built, we're gonna have to be intentional about it. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to schedule class reunions every so often um, and and bring people together and. Hopefully it's not awkward at that point because we all are focusing on different things and we've we've all grown in different directions, but we can hopefully bring that together to continue to make something cool that we have. And you know, it is it is a bit preaching to the choir at some point, so it can be challenging to justify um, spending time in that way. But you know, maybe it's time for something interop like to come back together where it is truly about independence coming together or non-independence, non I should say, coming together to do something independent and for the greater good. I think that's actually a really great point. And I think that it's, it's cool that you mentioned interop because the next thing that I wanted to ask, and, and maybe this is sort of what we exit on, is the future. Like what conferences would you suggest or what events or what, you know, either that people could come back to, just basically go to this one, we'll see you there, or um, that we could build or that we can be inspired by, um, you know, let's look to the future. It's the end of VMworld as we know it, but, let, but, but you know, we feel fine. Um, so, so where are we going next? So who wants to start off with that? What conference either inspires you or do you think is gonna be the next VMworld? I think it depends on who you are. I think it depends on what your interests are and I think it depends on what your company is, is wanting you to do. So, um, you know, I, I think, AWS and Microsoft conferences are probably going to be the most interesting um, because they're going to be bringing together both both the ops people and the dev people in, in different ways. Um, how much they intermix them, I don't know. I've never been to either conference, so I don't know what the energy is there. Um, but they are still going to be narrowly focused on those two areas. Um, you know, you're, if, if you're going to Azure, you're not going to the AWS conference. Um, and and that, friend of, that friend of yours that their company went to AWS and your company's going to Azure, well, you're probably not going to the same conference anymore. And, and that sucks, but you know, that's, again, that's kind of life. Um, so I think those two are probably the most likely to create something like what we've had at VMworld. Um, it's not gonna be the same though, and, and that's okay. It's okay not to be the same. So we got uh, AWS and Microsoft. Well, my favorite conference to go to is, is DEF CON. <laughs> So, and I love it because it's so practitioner-based and it's all over the map how it's practitioner-based. And it's independent, right? They've got vendors that come and pay, but it's a huge independent conference that has satellite things that happen locally all over the place. I think the model's very similar. Um, and it's inexpensive. And that's why they call it Hacker Summer Camp. So maybe we need an ops summer camp. Mm. I think we definitely need an ops graduation party. Yes. Someplace, right? But, um, but I, you know, it's so inexpensive and, you know, the rooms and stuff aren't, and it's huge. Maybe we don't need a huge thing. I do honestly think there, if I look at what's new and coming, and of course I have uh, one of my clients is focused in this field, I really think um, infrastructure as code is, is one of those things we can all dig our teeth into. And it's, it's partly, you know, a, a practice, it's mostly a practice, but it all is dependent on the technology. So could we have our own thing that's going on with, with infrastructure as code that we, we teach the noobs, this is, this is how you shell script and this is really how awk works. And you know, like those kind of things that, that aren't developer, they're developer friendly, but developers don't wanna do them. So I think for me, a really good, um, a good place to look would be how does DEF CON do it and how do they do it 
you know, even Black Hat and Def Con with B-sides. Like, how does that all work together where you're in your community working, but we all come together? Because that's kind of what our communities at VMworld were like. Yeah, and I think one of the things is that the, the B-sides is one of the, the things we looked at as we started the V Brown Bag Tech Talks as being, you know, this is the, the uh, slightly off track, it's the hallway conversations elevated. Um, and I'd love to see more of that in, in conferences. I, I think there's an opportunity potentially for being a, one of the side conferences to DEF CON. It's, it seems like it, it fits up well. It's just really hard to sell that to your management if you're in an operations role that you're going to go to this um, conference that has a reputation for don't take your personal phone, take a burner. Notorious uh, conference. Yeah. And, and so it's really hard to, to get a conservative company to fund it. So something like Interop is, is more likely. Personally, I do a lot with, with AWS. I teach their courses, and so reInvent is a natural for me. But having recently done some work with Keith Townsend um, with the Google Cloud, there's a lot of similarities to the different clouds. So although your friend may be on Azure and you're on AWS, there's a lot of similarities in experience. And I would love to see some more views around what it is to be multi-cloud, hybrid cloud, and, and a conference that, that looks at it, the cloud as being something that, uh, that we can do, again, the, the vendor-neutral, independent view, see the commonalities rather than seeing the differences. Yeah. And I would love to see Interop come back. I mean, Interop was VMworld before VMworld yeah. was mm -hmm. VMworld. Absolutely. And I remember my thrill uh, the first year that I got the speaking spot at Interop because as a technologist, that was the ultimate achievement. Just like now, getting a speaking spot at VMworld was the ultimate achievement and then getting a speaking spot at uh, reInvent or, you know. And, and so I think that that's another symbol that shows that a conference is successful. But I'll just point out another conference that is a slightly outside our space, but actually is quite relevant, and that's WLPC, the Wireless LAN Professionals Conference. And if you don't, aren't aware of it, if you're in the wireless networking space, it's kind of an unconference where um, a wonderful uh, fellow field day delegate, Keith Parsons, runs this. And um, basically, it has, it has become in their world exactly what we wish we had. <laughs> with the brown bag and vm underground and all you know and, and the the vmware hub all mixed together and it's a, it's a great conference so again i think we're all kind of holding our breath i don't think we know what's going to come next i mean i'm going to reinvent i'm going to kubecon i'm going maybe to cloud world maybe i'll go to you know whatever because i want to discover it but i don't know what it's going to be yet i guess we'll find out so thank you very much for this conversation. It's been really enjoyable for me, and um, I do feel fine. I think it'll be okay. I think we'll find uh, our next uh, VM world somewhere, and we'll still see each other um, after we graduate from college. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for listening to the uh, on-premise podcast here from Gestalt IT, uh, live on-premises from VMware Explore 2022 in uh, beautiful, sunny San Francisco. Uh, we will be back uh, every week with more episodes of the podcast. You can find those on your favorite podcast app. Please do click subscribe uh, wherever you are and give us a rating or review. It does help. And uh, please do join us every week. This podcast is brought to you by gestaltit.com, your home for IT news from across the enterprise. For more shows and show notes, go to gestaltit.com slash podcast. <laughs>